Hello there. It's been a while since I recorded my previous podcast with you. I've been busy with a lot of stuff, a lot of things in life, everything from my daughter moving to college, which was a huge transition. It still is something we're getting used to. And also some community activities that I'm really invested in, such as being the president of the Chatham Marching Band Club, which where I coordinate a lot of the volunteers and the volunteer work and the support that it takes to run a high school marching band. It's one of my passions. My son still plays in the band. He's a drummer. So there's a lot going on lately. And what I've noticed is that life transitions or changes in life they wear you down, you become tired, you feel emotionally tired. And that's really what I felt lately. So, so my creativity hasn't really been on top and uh, haven't, and also have had a little bit of a writer's block. So, but I think I'm back, I'm coming back. And today is September the 10th, actually. So tomorrow is September the 11th. And as you all know, it is the 20th anniversary of that sad day. And I wasn't really planning to talk about it or write about it, but there's been so much talk about it lately, the anniversary, and, and also people have asked me and friends have shared recollections about what happened that day and what our experiences were and what their experiences were. So I am talking about say. September the 11th today, but also from a career and life perspective, and maybe with a you know hint of leadership also in there, because as we all know, uh, life events definitely influence us and influence our careers, uh, choices we make, uh, can change our lives completely, our trajectories. And of course, as leaders, uh, different life events also influence us, who we become as leaders, how we handle, handle difficult situations, and also how we're able to kind of find meaning and purpose and motivation, especially, I would say, in difficult situations. And when we think about 9-11, what enormously difficult and challenging the situation it was on both an individual level, but also as leaders, those of you who are in leadership positions and responsible for the well-being of their staff and of their and also the organizations and the clients. And we also think about the leaders of the country and our of course, our first responders and our military and all of that. There's so much to it. But I wanted to share with you briefly by my experiences, what I what I did and what happened and what I experienced that day and how it, how it has influenced me and what my thoughts are. So um, I was a recent immigrant and also a newlywed when the terror attack happened. Uh, we were living in Manhattan at the time, uh, me and my husband, and both I and him, we both worked also on Manhattan. I was working at the Columbia University at that point, and he was in finance. We had been married for a little bit over a year, so it was pretty new in the relationship too, and I had lived in the U.S. for about three years. And I remember particularly that day or that weekend that we had been on an extended long weekend trip. Uh, to London with my husband's work and I had joined him taking some day off from my own work and we had enjoyed a lovely weekend in fall, early fall weekend in London and I still remember that I was happy I felt content with life life was pretty good I was 
I had been in my new job for over, for about a year or so, and I felt good about my job at Columbia University. We were adjusting to being married, living together. I loved, I'd really learned to love New York City and Manhattan. Coming from Finland, that was a big transition and a culture transition. So life was pretty good. And, and then the next morning, everything changed, changed. All of that sense of safety, security, and kind of knowing what life would look like just changed as we all know. And I also remember at that time feeling kind of bitter and angry afterwards, like, why did this have to happen now? You know, now life became so uncertain. It was so much fear and so much stress and so much pain going on. And, and I was kind of the day before I felt like I was starting a new life. I was at the start of new beginning. Things were looking great. And then this happened. And, but of course, we were lucky that we weren't hurt. But of course, while we were safe per se, it influenced us hugely, you know, living in Manhattan and going through this experience. And it had a huge impact on us and on me. And I think about myself also, you know, one of the big things that happened because if we, if we look at a personal level, just looking back at it, is that because of what we experienced both as individuals and as a couple uh, living in Manhattan at that point when 9-11 happened was that we 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 decided to start a, try to start a family sooner than we had thought first. We had only been married for a good year and we hadn't thought about the family yet, but everything that happened that day that those months and that year made us really think about what is important for us as individuals and as a couple and we decided to start a family which is why we now have a daughter who's 18 she was born you know within the 19 months after september 11 and uh, so she's one of the 9 11 babies so to say and she has now moved back to manhattan where she was born uh, and is now at college, as I said, she transitioned to college uh, a couple of weeks ago. So kind of, there's a lot going on and with Manhattan, the kind of circle is closing. But that was one thing, one decision that came through the experience we, we had, you know, that um, life-changing experience of living through 9-11 and in the days and the months after. So, so so sharing that to kind of also to think about and to kind of asking you, you know, what are the life experiences that you've had that has really changed, you know, that changed you, made you think uh, what's important for you, uh, you know, what your values are and, and why is it that you're here? Why are you making the choices you made and, and, and if there's anything you want to change to have a more purposeful and meaningful life? So... Uh, so, so that that's one aspect of my story uh, and why I've made some of the decisions I have and how this affected me. Going back to what happened that day. So my story is a little, you know, you, you, unique or it has its own particular, um, I would say, yeah, uh, uniqueness too. It is when I... I stepped out of the subway car at 116th Street, Columbia University Station, when the first plane hit the World Trade Center. Uh, and the reason I know this and remember it so strongly is because I remember uh, 
I stepped out of the car, subway car. I looked on up on the station clock on the wall, checking what time it was to make sure I wasn't late for work. I always did that. That was my routine. I would come out and I would look, oh, to see what time it was. And I just made a note, and I, of course, wouldn't remember it today if uh, the rest of the day hadn't unfolded like it did. So I walk to my office across campus, and and then I enter my office, which is was on the 14th floor, the south-facing office, the 14th floor. And this is in uptown Manhattan, New York City. So, you know, we are actually up. It's higher up. We're higher up there above the sea level in the north of Manhattan. So I'm up. I have a pretty good view of, of New York City south. But uh, the shutters are closed. I always did that at summertime to keep it from becoming so, so, so hot in the office. So I walk into my 14th floor office facing south. My shutters are closed. I'm not looking out. My phone is ringing. I can hear that through the door. So I kind of raise in quickly. I pick up the office phone and it's my mother calling from Finland. And she proceeds to tell me that, hey, I just heard on the news that a plane has hit. Uh, World Trade Center, one of the towers. Is this true? And are you safe? And I kind of laughed at her saying, what are you talking about? There's no plane hitting New York City, uh, hitting the World Trade Center. And she insisted. She said, yes, they're talking about it on the radio, on the news that something bad, something big has happened in New York City. So I turn around and I open the shutters, twist that thing on the side, and I see the huge plume of smoke. So I can see the smoke coming, this plume of smoke coming from the World Trade Center and from, from one of the towers that's now burning. And uh, we all know what happens next. The second tower is hit and, uh, and everything that happens after that. What happened in our office is, of course, we all gathered around the TVs with the students, with the staff, and trying to figure out and find out uh, about how friends and loved ones were doing, peers, colleagues, alumni, and so forth. And, and it's really hard to find one word to say, to label, to describe the feeling it was to experience this and to, to live in Manhattan that day, those hours, those days, those months the, um, that passed then. But what I remember the most vividly is, I think, initially the feeling of despair, a feeling of being lost, of having this enormous need to do something to help, to make things better, but at the same time feeling helpless, not knowing what can we do, what can I do. But eventually we do find our ways. Uh, in, in these dire, difficult situations. And for example, what we did, what I remember is, uh, you know, strangers became friends in a way that we strangers helped each other. Uh, people were handing out water to those who came walking from miles, miles away from downtown, from the southern part of Manhattan, walking up north to leave island to leave the city to go home to their commuter towns where they were from and how strangers picked up strangers give in their cars gave them lifts uh, we also did that i remember my husband did that he drove 
picked up some people on the way as he was coming to pick me up from work and and drove them to where they needed to be and everyone came together and helping each other and really what i the way that i usually describe it is that strangers now became friends and how we all rallied together and it may sound like a cliche these days but that's really what happened that together with the silence the eerie silence is my strongest memory and that's probably what i'm going to be sharing to my grandchildren, if I have any, as an old woman, the togetherness, the humanity, the generosity, the love, but also the grief and the fear that we all shared and how we came together to help each other, to survive, to move on, to feel safe. I also remember the posters of the missing persons and how they were lining the sidewalks or in a way filling the sidewalks that's normally crowded by people. It's hard to remember, hard to forget that. And the music in the parks, how we who lived on lived on Manhattan, how we came together uh, in in the parks and gathered spontaneous gatherings where we were singing, people were singing, playing a guitar and so forth and lighting candles. We were seeking solace together in togetherness. And of course, we're uh, committing to not giving up, to overcoming this, to being resilient and to rebuild and protect our city, our beloved New York City, Manhattan, the Big Apple. Of course, the big loss is all the lives that were lost and all the suffering and the pain that we experienced as a community, as a country. But when I, when I choose to remember 9-11, and we should never forget, what I choose to remember these, is, these days is really the enormous power in the human spirit and in the community when we come together around something. And I remember the togetherness and the friendships and how strangers helped other strangers and we ceased being strangers anymore. And also how we came across neighborhoods, blocks, but also across the world to support each other. And, and in a way, this may sound a little strange, but in a way I find some inspiration in that and that there's a belief in humanity, in humanity and the goodness. And maybe we can as individuals in our lives and our careers, but also as leaders, kind of find some inspiration or a purpose and a meaning in this memory that we have. And remember the importance of having a purpose, of leading with a purpose and leading and making choices for the greater good. And that's something beyond our own selfish pursuits. Of course, we have the right, especially in a Western culture like the American and also the Finnish one, we talk a lot about the individual's right to pursue their own happiness. And indeed we do, but it's also all done in a community setting. We aren't islands totally independent of each other. We need each other. And, uh, and we have, I think also responsibility and there's a huge strength in coming together and pursuing 
a future, a goal, a career leading for something that's a greater good in it. So that's what I've chosen to remember from 9-11 and uh, chosen to, to look at what the fine moments were in humanity that came through that day. So thank you for listening today to a perhaps a more serious, more somber topic. Uh, I wish you a good weekend, a good uh, rest of the day. And also want to remind you that if it's difficult for you to remember 9-11, maybe triggers some of your own experiences and painful memories. Uh, remember to not go through it alone. Talk to friends, family, seek help. If you really need to talk to someone, seek support. There are helplines that you can call. Uh, so remember to do so and don't go through it alone because there are people to help you. Uh, so take good care. I will be back in a couple of weeks, I hope. And again, my name is Katerina Omdidio and I'm a leadership and a career, executive career coach. And thank you for listening today.